talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Good morning. You might have heard some uh, behind-the-scenes chatter there this morning. So, okay, well, we are live radio, so anything happens. So, yeah, and we're very human. <laughs> so, anyway, how are you, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Getting ready for the holidays. I'm I, feeling it in you, the air. Isn't it interesting? I am too. My daughter's singing Christmas music, and we were talking about that this morning. I said, you know, I'm feeling Christmas already, and I'm usually one like, nope, 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 not until after Thanksgiving, but. It's it's coming on. My daughter plays Christmas in July. She loves Christmas. Like so I've been listening every once in a while. I like Christmas. It's joyful. You know, it it's, is. It's joyful. It is. It's you know, hopeful. And anytime I turn on the Sinatra channel, I feel Christmas. There's something oh. about that era that feels like Christmas in Well, July. I grew up listening to that era with yeah. my parents. They would play those songs from those yeah. Sinatra and Bing Crosby <laughs> and <laughs> Perry Como. Oh, fuck. yeah. You know All what? the crooners. We're, we're ready for it, aren't we? Bring on the snow. That's what I say. Bring on the snow. Well, and it's getting colder, and I think that makes a difference too. Yeah, and the weather gets yeah, colder too. You get too. in the mood, and yeah. I thank God for the seasons. Oh, you I know. know. I just, love the change. You never get bored in Iowa. That's never right. Never get bored with the weather. I like that. I like I that do too. too. I do too. Hey, I'm excited about our guest today. Father Mike Schmitz, which he's got a, quite a fan base here in Iowa. Oh, yes. And he was at the Christ Our Life conference. That's so right. I think that drew a lot of people in, too. But lots of young people love him. Yeah, well, he's, he, the, he's the chaplain at the Newman yeah, Center at University yeah. of Minnesota. Duluth. And, you know, he's kind of a fast talker. Yes. So we're going to have everybody tune in, listen in, get focused because he's fast. Maybe he'll slow down for us today. Well, we'll us see. old ladies. <laughs> we'll see. But he has lots of energy, that's for sure. Yes, he does. Well, should we start with prayer? Absolutely. Let's in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Mary, please put your mantle protection over us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, before we go any further, I got a little something here. Um, speaking of Christmas, I am... Um, I was looking ahead to the liturgical calendar. Yes. Okay, so the Catholic New Year begins with the first Sunday of Advent. But this year, um, Christmas falls on a Monday, which means Christmas Eve is Sunday night. So the fourth Sunday of Advent is that Sunday morning. So in the- in theoretically, you could go to church twice on that Sunday. Ooh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hey, we're allowed to do that under special circumstances right. anyway, right? Right, because it'll be Christmas Eve. Actually, when we were in Rome a few years ago as a family, that happened. And so we went to St. Peter's twice in one day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, that's such an amazing place in the first place. Oh, and during yeah. Mass, you can feel all the angels and saints, the souls of purgatory around you. It's thick. It's thick. It's thick in that yeah. place. And speaking of souls of purgatory, today is also Holy Souls, souls. Day. Yeah. Yes. You know, my father passed away a few years ago, and I just really felt his presence really strongly mm-hmm. at Mass today. Mm-hmm. And his prayers, so. 
Well, they're there. They're, they're there. at every mass with us. All the angels and saints and souls of purgatory. They're Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, we've got to make a couple announcements. Next Ladies Mosaic Luncheon is November 9th at St. Pius Catholic Church. Marilyn Jerome, good friend of ours, will be the featured speaker. And her, she's going to share her story coming from Judaism into the Catholic Church. And she's calling her speaking engagement from the start of the cross. I think she plays a little guitar. She's kind of funny. Worth coming out to hear. She will be Worth a really coming. engaging and entertaining in a good way mm-hmm. in a bit with a message mm-hmm. a good strong spiritual <laughs> yes, message yes. yes yes i'm looking forward to hearing mm-hmm. it me too I, i've been inviting people i hope she's as good as i've been saying she is <laughs> well we've had her on the show too and yes. she shared that journey yes. okay so join us for dinner in december on thursday december 8th at the new yonkers tea room we have our special keynote speaker will be dr david anders who's the host of the radio show called to communion heard weekdays here on iowa catholic radio the doors will open at 6 30 there'll be complimentary valet parking parking in case you're wondering about how to navigate the downtown area and you can reserve your place at iowacatholicradio.com and there are limited seats to share so yes so, and both for both of those events iowacatholicradio.com the ladies luncheon i didn't say and i want to go back to is that is a free luncheon so that's right come out from uh, 12 to 1 and take a break from work and enjoy some food and some good entertainment <laughs> the doors open at eleven thirty. so that's right. st pius that's right well thank you to cindy schulte of farm bureau financial services for underwriting catholic women now she's a good friend of ours an authorized independent agent she and her team provide health insurance options from wellmark blue cross blue shield and she really is a, does a great job of making insurance simple for those of us that are lay people to that industry so cindy schulte.com or 515-226-2111 Our guest today is chaplain of the Newman Center at the University of Minnesota, the Duluth campus, and he's a popular Catholic speaker. And if you have questions about ghosts, who you gonna call? Father Father Mike Mike Schmitz! Good morning, Morning. Father Mike. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, only only the best for you, Father Mike. Here we're rolling it all out for you. That was pretty awesome. I mean, hear the Ghostbusters theme song, and also that intro was awesome. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Julie had a picture taken. We both took a picture, a little selfie of us that we're going to put on Facebook because we don't have the backpacks that the Ghostbusters had, but we have holy water. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we figured holy water is good. That's be that's good. ours. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Very well, useful. well, thank you so much for being with us today. But we are excited, kind of, to talk about ghosts. I hope that doesn't make us ghoulish. But yeah. uh, <laughs> here on uh, Feast of All Souls Day, so how do we open this up? Idea of ghosts. I mean, it's how does it fit into Catholic theology, or does it? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it happens. Uh, that question comes up a lot. You know, well, well, particularly, I guess I work with a lot of teenagers in high school, and uh, sorry, and college students, and so. Um, I don't know. I guess that's a good time where people ask questions. And one of the questions that often gets asked is, like, what, is there a Catholic teaching about ghosts? And um, there is. Uh, there, it goes back to um, the most obvious. I mean, I think sometimes uh, we, we can really complicate some things. The most obvious reality is, as Catholics, we believe in the permanence of the soul, which basically means that the soul endures, endures after death. And so, like, yes, there's such a thing as, you know, disembodied spirits, that we're human beings or are human beings, and those are ghosts. Ah, you know what? You know, when I was little, ghosts were something that I was definitely afraid of, and I had heard then when I got a little older that we had, you know, 
people having saints appear to them. And then I was afraid of that. <laughs> I, only, yeah. I only thought of Casper. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I really you did. I, re- I remember praying, Mary, please don't appear to me. You know, <laughs> I, I was a little bit afraid of any anybody from the other side coming back. But there is a difference between the like a vision and a ghost. Is that right? Well, I, I guess, I, you know, the first thing to understand, uh, maybe the second thing, the first thing is like, yeah, there's a reality because of the fact that, you know, the, the soul in, exists after after death. And, um, you know, the natural state of human beings and actually ultimately the supernatural state of human beings is going to be your body and soul together. Because um, what a human being is, is a body-soul unity. Um, and so um, one thing to keep in mind, you know, that, that theology of the body continues to point us back to is... is um, or even, you know, the creed points us back to believe in the resurrection of the dead or the resurrection of the body, is that our natural state, um, living, is with the body and soul together, united, and ultimately our eternal supernatural state is going to be body and soul together. So there's this um, this weird thing that death introduces, and that's the separation of body and soul. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have our body without a soul, the corpse, and a soul without a body, ultimately you could call a ghost. So um, that's the first piece. But the next part is like when it comes to fearing or what do you do about that? I would say the first thing is we never, ever, 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 just say one more time, ever <laughs> seek out ghosts or seek out or seek to communicate with those who um, those who have died. So things that's like the, Ouija boards and seances are off limits. Yeah, completely, like really, really prohibited by Scripture right. and by the Church. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you need, but at the same time, not because like you guys, that's a waste of time. I think sometimes, like as as modern people, I guess we could think, well, yeah, of course, don't do that because that's a waste of time. But the church doesn't say don't do that because it's a waste of time. The church says don't do that because actually it's not a waste of time. It it would be um, it wouldn't be nothing happens. It could be you're dabbling with like powerful forces of evil that you definitely definitely do not want to um, get mixed up with. Um, and that's the kind of part that that you we should be have a healthy fear of like you mentioned like i don't want any any you know someone from the other side to appear to me there should be a sense of like a healthy like yeah i'm not going to go seek that out because one of the many reasons because god prohibits it but secondly because we don't know who we're communicating with um that even scripture says satan disguises himself as an angel of light and um and so there are uh there's such a thing as the demonic, and you want to stay away from that, definitely. But it's okay to have Mary appear to you, right? <laughs> I'd, yes, like, so I'd the, like that now as an adult. <laughs> right. Yeah, cause, I mean, and, then, and then what happens there is, is that um, I, it was really interesting. I, I, I thought that um, there are kind of like, so you might say like three different kinds of spirits uh, type things that could appear to you. One is uh, spirits from hell, so that'd be, you know, the, your evil spirit, your malicious spirit. Uh, second would be um, your spirits from heaven. So, like you said, you know, the, would that be the angels or the those who have died? And th- those would be definitely a, a comforting presence that would in, have no ill intent whatsoever. And so, so, yes, definitely, if, if that was the case, you'd probably want to write that one down. <laughs> so why would, why would God allow us to have contact with the souls that have passed on? Um, that's a great question. I think, well, so one is that, you know, Satan does still have power in this world. Um, and so God sometimes, well, you know, sometimes God permits evil to happen. And so um, knowing that in his permissive will, ultimately he can bring about a greater good. So that's that's one thing that he would allow to happen. Um, 
because again he's he's allowed um, evil to to exist uh, knowing that he can bring about a greater good so souls from hell or spirits from hell uh, that appearing to us or, or, or offering some kind of try to torment or deception um, will be allowed because God knows that he can bring a greater good um, souls from heaven obviously God would allow that for some kind of consolation and some direction for us um, which is a gift to us but the third class is the kind of the interesting, well, I, I think they're all interesting, I guess, but um, kind of that third class of being able to ask the question of, uh, um, so here is someone who describes, um, here we are in our house, and these weird things are happening. Like, nothing's getting broken, nothing's getting uh, destroyed, but, you know, I walk out of the room and I come back, and all the cabinets are open. And the plates are that were in, in the cupboards are now on the uh, kitchen table. Like you know, it was, it was a matter of three seconds, like that kind of thing. So these weird things are happening. Our lights are flickering on, and and we've got the electrician out there, and there's no there's no uh, natural explanation. What is that? No, that could be this third class of uh, ghosts, which would be souls in purgatory. And they are doing that for what purpose? Yeah. Why would they yes, be doing exactly. this? Exactly. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, because, and this is going to be one of the, uh, I guess I'd say the main one of the primary, I don't know if I, in terms of common, um, but it's usually, I think, what people are talking about when they're saying, like, yeah, weird things are happening in my house, weird things are happening in this place. Again, I want to highlight, nothing's being broken or destroyed. Being broken or destroyed is a sign that, okay, this is this is an, uh, uh, a malevolent uh, spirit, or, you know, that would be, a, that's causing destruction. There's okay, nothing's okay. being destroyed, but they're getting our attention. Now, are they just trying to scare us? There's, there's a question, but you could say, well, again, if nothing's being destroyed, nothing's being, you know, uh, like you're not being deceived in this way, but it's just getting your attention. This would be typically, or could be, and so you don't want some discernment in this, but it could be a soul from purgatory trying to get your attention in order for us to pray for them. Uh, okay. And, and the Lord's a, allowing that. Yeah. And the Lord's yeah. allowing that because here we are, the communion of saints, right? Here's the entire church, the church, you know, on earth, the church militant, the church in heaven, triumphant, and the church suffering in purgatory, that we're still family, right? We're still we're still part of the church. And so here is the Lord allowing someone, a member from the church suffering in purgatory, reaching out to members of the church militant, you know, church on earth, so we can do something um, to pray for their uh for the release, for their prayer, for their pray for the freedom, pray for their purification, mm. um, which is just, it's, it's it's phenomenal. It's just really incredible. I remember when I first it was an exorcist who uh, who had presented this this reality to me because he told a number of stories about what had happened in his life, and I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense now. It's just it's remarkable. Did he? Well, well he didn't he share a story with you about um, a, a mother superior contacting yeah. you about some unusual things it, going on in the convent. Share that story. We yeah, that on yeah. YouTube. that's that fascinating. Great. Yeah, that's great. It's really remarkable. You know, even before that, I remember um, I was visiting with a different exorcist, and uh, and he he has uh, a number of other priests who they live in the same kind of common house. And at one point, one of his brother priests had said that uh, he was contacted by a, a family, and they were they were reporting all these you know very unusual things. You know, like I mentioned, uh, walk into the kitchen, everything's fine. Walk out for three seconds, come back in, and all the plates and, and dishes are outside the cupboard now on top of the, uh, the countertop. And like, what, what, what do we do? And so he asked his roommate exorcist, priest friend, and he said, well, you know, the best way to do it is, you know, to go over and ask the family if you can um, offer mass in the house uh, for whoever that is. 
And um, so he offered it, and the family was like, uh, no, that's fine. We're okay with it. And like we're, we're thinking of moving anyway, they said. I'm like, wow. that's the craziest thing ever, because here again, here is this, this person, right, that soul, um, asking, please pray for me. So I think the priest took it upon himself anyways to say, you know, even if I can't be at that location, I'm going to have Mass offered up for that, for that intention. Uh-huh. But the, uh, the one story that, um, this again, as I said, this other uh, priest had shared, was um, he was called by, uh, again, a mother superior to a local, relatively local convent. Um, actually, he was called by her, and he didn't go there yet. But um, she, he was like, so what's happening? And she said, well, you know, um, there have been these, these weird things happening in our their laundry room or their art craft room or something, or their sewing room. A sewing room, that was what it was. And uh, what kind of things? Well, at night, you know, we put everything away. And in the morning, um, everything's off the shelves. It's all in a big mess on the floor and we have to you know fix it all up again and like okay well you know are are you sure someone's not playing a pulling a prank on you like oh no 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 you know only two people have a key me and sister whoever and of course the this priest was he's pretty seasoned and so he was like well uh, so he's kind of a little salty too um, he's like, <laughs> he like well you know mother superior you uh is like uh, are you or sister whoever you know you know getting a little uh kicking back on grandpa's cough medicine kind of a thing like you know and like no of course not they weren't drinking or anything and having these kind of these, these uh messing up the, the the sewing room he said okay you know so so nothing uh natural is happening okay now why is this has yes has anything else been going on and she's like well yeah and this this whole wing where the where the sewing room is um for years uh the lights go on and off the faucets turn the faucets turn on and off at various times random times people are walking by and you know, so it's not just a wiring issue. There's also plumbing. And like, okay, that's interesting. And he asks, how long has that been going on? And this this was remarkable. He said that the, the mother superior had reported that as, as far back as the oldest living sister who was at that convent could remember, and that oldest living sister had been in the convent for I think 82 years or 78 wow. or something like it was oh. remarkable, right? It's like you even think like how 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 old was possible? she? She was a nun that long. <laughs> exactly, she was like 101. She remembers wow. Wow. this happening ever since she got there. Um, and so it's like, and so that's when he he was like, "Are you kidding? This has been happening for you know over 80 years, and this is the first time you're calling me." Exactly. And she said, well, yes, because yes, because these um, the 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 sewing room thing is is this new 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 deal and so he asks hmm, why is this increased why is this new thing happening and the mother superior said well because you know that whole wing of the convent we're, we're tearing down and we're gonna build something else somewhere else and okay. he was like okay i mm-hmm. understand here is this soul who um is somehow connected to this place and um is kind of increasing their like revealing asking for prayers because of, of this you know change they're gonna have so, um, so he was arranged. ramping up his activity in, in that exactly. sewing room, yeah. <laughs> getting their attention, exactly. getting their attention. And so there was a there was a ne- neighboring monastery uh, of monks, and he had called over there and, and arranged. He said, okay, the, the best thing to do is have." He said, "He's like the sense this has been going on for so long. There must be something relatively serious here." So um, for the next thirty days, have mass celebrated. I think it was in. In that wing, for sure, but I'm not sure if it was in the sewing room, but in that wing of the convent uh, for 30 days. Ne- next 30 days, have 30 masses celebrated once a day. Um, so they arranged this whole thing. The day of the first mass that was celebrated, 
this exorcist priest, he gets a call from the, the abbot of the monastery, and he says, yeah, um, I'm not going back there. <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about? He said, because in the middle of the Mass, um, they were praying, and one of the things, a couple things happened, but one of the things that he, I remember him telling me was during the Our Father, um, when he said, uh, when he said, give us, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. He said immediately the candles on the altar just went out. Oh, poof, um, wow. and, and so, of course, the, the exorcist says, well, Father, <laughs> um, did you move quickly and accidentally blow out the candles? And was there a draft? Was there? You always yeah. look for a natural explanation, of course. Um, and the abbot's like, no, I know what to look for when candles go out. <laughs> that was. They both went out literally at the same time. There was no breeze, this kind of thing. And so he's like, okay. He says, so I'm not going, I'm, I'm, you know, that, that freaks me out. I'm not going back. And so the exorcist, again, seasoned and salty, he says, uh, uh, Father, you either you find a, little, a priest who's more courageous than you, or you get back there yourself, because, uh, you know, we need to, clearly, something's happening, and you need to pray. Anyways, so they did it, and, the, you know, the monk, the abbot was, he's fine. He was just a little shaken up, you know, by this reality. Um, so, they, yeah, the next 29 days after that, then they, they celebrated Mass every day, and every Mass, at the forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, the candles will go out. And they're saying every, these masses every, for this soul that's blowing yeah. them out, or yeah, yeah. And they, they and something, yeah, something's happening. And but it was every mass, <laughs> and they were even you know watching like, oh gosh, there it goes again. You know, at the same time they're praying. Wow. So the thirtieth, thirtieth day, um, they uh, they prayed again, um, and at that part of the mass, the candles stayed, stayed lit, mm. remained lit. Um, until uh, there was the, I offer you now a uh, uh, sign of peace, or offer one another a sign of peace, mm. sign of Christ's peace. And then um, then the candles went out. So, and they took that as an indication that, okay, this was some kind of issue about unforgiveness, uh, wow. some kind of issue about mercy, and, um, and that when, on the last day, when the um, candles went out at the sign of peace, it was... Now that person is at peace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's very beautiful. To, and, you know, it's just yeah. that this whole thing about talking about ghosts, it's just souls, it's just that, you know, Hollywood tends to over-dramatize this. And we have yeah. to remember that this is a gift from God to give to us and for that soul and for us to pray for them. But also, Father, it's the 30th day. Now, there's like 30 days Gregorian Masses. So what is there something significant about the number 30 in these Masses? That is a fantastic question of which... I do not know. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't mean to Darn. put you on the spot, but, <laughs> but, but I just thought that was interesting. It was the 30th day. Well, so. if it was 33, then we'd know, okay, that has to do with some correlation with Jesus' age, but no, okay. Yeah, I know. I, I, when, I remember when he told me that, I was like, hey, why'd you pick 30, dude? Yeah. Like, like I, I'd been like seven days, you know, for the next 12 days. So these are all holy numbers, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, well, uh, well, on All Souls Day, you know, what a great thing to know, you know, the, for the souls that are in purgatory and those souls that we haven't canonized necessarily that are in heaven, it's okay that they come to us. We don't go to them, but if they come to us, we shouldn't be afraid then. Right. And of course, that takes a lot of, a bit of discernment as well, right? So yes. uh, keeping in mind that um, we don't jump to conclusions and don't seek them out, as well as the fact that um, that discernment of first is this natural? And that's one of the things the church always goes to whenever someone claims here's something supernatural happening. The church always says, okay, is there a natural explanation first? And if there is no natural explanation, then it says, okay, it's supernatural, but is it demonic or is it of the Lord? And then that takes some discernment. And if that kind then, of thing happens, do you go to an exorcist, a priest? You know, what do you recommend? 
I do. I, I do recommend um, if that that kind of thing is happening. Well, definitely, if even if it is a, a benevolent, you know, a, a soul who's just merely asking for prayers, mm-hmm. um, then you of course would want to contact yeah. uh, priests anyway, so you could have those masses offered. Um, that also you could, as, any one of us, as, as brothers and sisters in the Lord, we could, you know, offer rosaries, a chapel of the Divine Mercy, um, our prayers, holy water. Um, yep, exa- yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and that's one of the reasons why you know. Then we also kind of back up, we do, you know, bless houses, and part of that, uh, like, kind of extended right of blessing does call for an exorcism, um, in that sense that you just, you you do want to consecrate this to the Lord, and so, we, in Jesus' name, we ask that um, the Lord uh, delivers there's any evil spirits or any kind of evil thing that's there. Um, and so that's, that's one of the things I, I, I have always, I have often been, not always, I'm often reminded that um, when I get super excited about, like, wow, oh my gosh, these are the souls in purgatory. I'm going to pray for them. And they're revealing themselves to us because uh, they need prayers, and we can actually do something about this. I have to also be reminded of, oh, but we need to discern to make sure that they are actually yes. Um, yes. souls that's, who have been, are, are in the Lord. That's, that's a really valid point, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things I, I love about the Catholic Church is they're very thorough. Well, Father Mike, we're running out of time here, and I think that's a I'm good sorry, note. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. Great. We got the <laughs> clock here, so it's reminding us. So anyway, we just want to thank you again for being on the show, and will you join us oh, again absolutely. in the future? I'd love to. Thank you. Okay. Have All a right. great day. God bless you. You too. God bless Oh, wow. This has been a fun show. We are grateful here at Catholic Women Now for the support of Fred Haas Law Offices. Mr. Haas is an experienced Iowa attorney with over 35 years of legal expertise. And retained by a client, Mr. Haas provides personal service and attention. He receives potential clients with a free consultation. Located in Des Moines, Mr. Haas is pleased to assist clients throughout Iowa. 515-256-6301, fredhaas.com, Fred, double D, Haas, double A. You to close us out in prayer? Let's close in prayer, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. We just ask the holy souls of purgatory to please pray for us, and help us to always remember them, especially in this month of November, where we remember the souls in purgatory, and offer masses and pray for them. And In your name, Jesus, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, the Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is up next. Please stay tuned to that and listen. Thank you for listening, and please consider a tax-deductible donation to Iowa Catholic Radio as we continue to teach, evangelize, and defend the Catholic faith. And as we always say on Catholic Women Now, go do impossible things with God. Something strange in the neighborhood. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. 
Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio. 